You're listening to the She Renovates podcast. You're listening to She Renovates, the podcast for women who want to renovate to create an income and a life they love. Hello, renovators. It's Bernadette, and today I'm interviewing Emma Bloomfield. Emma is a very accomplished interior designer, decorator, renovator, author, and businesswoman. And so what we are going to be doing today is really finding out a little bit more about Emma and her background and her passion for homemaking, because I think that's the thing that really binds us together. And uh, you'll find that Emma has certainly um, taken her love of beautiful homes to the next level. And the reason that she is here is because she's going to be presenting uh, at the She Renovates Live event. And I just wanted to get for you to get a little bit of a sense of her passion and her love uh, for the same things that we love. And that's really the thing that unites us all. And so really to, I guess, appreciate, you know, how you can execute your um, flair and drive for um, creating beautiful homes uh, in a way that's appropriate for you. So we're going to hear Emma's story. Now, if you don't have your ticket uh, to Share Innovates Live, I suggest you jump in and get it because the price is going up in the next day and it will never be cheaper than it is today. Uh, we've had to reduce the numbers significantly. So um, I've had an early bird special going on for some time. So now it's time to move forward. Where um, Ticket sales are going really well, but I don't want you to miss out. Okay, let's get into it. Okay, so I've got Emma Blomfield here today. And the intention is that we'd find out a little bit more about what Emma does and how her passion for beautiful homes, creating beautiful spaces, um, has played out in her life. So Emma's going to be presenting at She Renovates Live. So I thought it would be good to actually um, meet Emma first. And so welcome, Emma. Thank you so much for having me. It's very exciting to be part of the podcast. Yeah, thank you. And so do you want to just tell us a little bit about your business for a start? Sure. So I, I started my business nearly 10 years ago. I was about 24 years old, knew absolutely nothing and just thought, um, let's have a crack at this. I had lots of friends moving out and setting up their own homes for the first time. And I was already working for an interior designer who was doing more high-end uh, residential decorating and design. And so obviously my friends couldn't afford her rates to help out with their new apartments and new homes. So I was helping them on the side, you know, on the weekends and, and weeknights. And I had noticed a trend called e-decorating, which we're all familiar with now, but at the time it wasn't so popular. Um, it had popped up in the US and um, was starting to sort of make a bit of an impact in Australia, but there wasn't very many people offering the service 
in, in Sydney. And so I thought, well, that's something I can do on the side as well as working full time because being online meant that I didn't have to go and meet with the clients. I just worked with them by email and I could do that at any time of the day or night. So that's how I started out um, offering e-decorating and then it just morphed into people wanting me to come to their house um, as, as we got further through the project. And then I, I'd gone into different jobs in the meantime while still offering this as a part-time service and then went full-time a couple of years ago and now offer mostly in-home decorating and e-decorating is probably more like 20% of what I do now. So it's kind of flipped around the other way. <laughs> and you don't just do decorating? No, I don't. So I do design, decorating. I also do event styling, obviously not doing too much of that at the moment, um, and catalogue styling for big brands and photo shoots and that sort of thing as well. Okay. And renovations? I do renovations, yes. So I've got a few on at the moment. Some of them are investment properties that we're renovating for Airbnb and others are renovations for family homes. Amazing. And so in terms of your business, you've added an education arm to that as well, haven't you? Yeah, I had a lot of people coming to me after I wrote my first book in 2017. Uh, I had a lot of people asking, oh, how did you get this feature? How did you get that feature? Um, how did you end up with a book deal? And, and how did you write e-courses? So I ended up offering a mentoring program based on the amount of inquiries that I was getting from people asking for advice um, and offering to take me to coffee, but there's only so many coffees you can go for. Oh, in a week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it ended up becoming a, a bigger program and um, that ties back into the e-course that I do as well, which is similar to, to the books. So it focuses more on, on learning to decorate as a passion more so than something to monetize. And then the mentoring programs that are to help designers setting up their business and navigating the fun world of um, entrepreneurship. <laughs> yes, that's definitely a very steep learning curve, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It may not, uh, it probably wasn't so bad for you because you would have, um, you know, experienced the digital age coming through school. But for me, oh, my God, you know, like... Seriously, it's there's so much I've had to learn to um, to have a business, and I think I've certainly found it's been the quality of the mentors that's really sped up that process. Yeah, I would have to agree. I've had a few mentors and business coaches along the way. I mean, I did a business degree anyway. I didn't actually study interior design, okay. and I majored in marketing, so I had that as my fundamental base, and I still have employed. I couldn't even tell you how many people I've paid for advice over the last decade. Um, and I think I've learnt more from them and obviously experience than I did from the degree, but it was good having that as the base before I started. Exactly. Actually, I remember, oh, it was fairly early in my business because I've been going for, I think it's nearly 10 years. I actually can't remember, but, and I was going to, I was going to buy an iPhone and my children said to me, don't do it, mum, you're so hopeless. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I thought, blow them. So I went out and bought it. And like I often think now, now they come to me and, you know, with their tech issues and say, how do I do this? How do I do that? And I think, well, that's what's been the difference because I've just had a constant diet of coaching and mentoring and yeah. learning to get to a point where I've left, left them for dead, which I'm <laughs> 
But the other side to that story is I bought the iPhone, I came home with it, and within 24 hours, two of our four children had gone out and bought themselves one. Oh, really? You set the trend. I did, I did. So that was pretty funny. Okay, let's get back to you. So the so what was the thing? So I guess you've sort of answered this. So you got started in your post-uni days. I did. So I finished uni and it was actually during the GFC. So I couldn't find any marketing jobs anywhere. And it actually suited me quite well because I'd realised I didn't really want to do that. <laughs> And I was working for Oriton at the time doing some of the vision merchandising for their windows and thought maybe I could go into doing this full time. And just by chance, when you search for visual merchandising jobs on Seek, it comes up in the interior design category. And a job came up for this um, interior designer in Mossman in Sydney. And I applied for the job. It was three days a week at the time. She just needed some help with marketing as well as loading products to her online furniture website and sourcing and styling some of those online elements. So she gave me the job and within, within a month I'd gone full time and um, we did all sorts of fit outs for, um, we did a whole tower of apartments in Townsville. We did apartments for like luxury apartments in Sydney for retirees through to family homes in the Sydney suburbs as well. So it was a really broad category of projects. And then after that, I went into property styling. So that's when you really learn all, because I was learning all of the suppliers and the wholesalers and that sort of thing with the design job, but I wasn't getting as much hands-on practical experience with proportions and sizes of products and, and where they should be placed to suit the room. And then in property styling, you do four houses a day minimum. So you get thrown in the deep end really quickly and learn what size bed fits in what size room. And what and the most important thing was what size sofa and what size bed fit down the hallways of a terrace house. <laughs> oh, yeah, and up the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And so, so, so you talk about your book sort of um, the talking about a career that stems from a passion for, um, you know, beautiful spaces or creating them. Um, how do you, where do you think that came from? Like, is that something you've always had or it just came as a result of the exposure to um, those, that type of work? Yeah, it's interesting. My parents both have a real passion and interest in interiors, even though they're not related to the industry or they've never worked in the industry. Um, they've built two homes that we've lived in as children. And, yeah, I think it was just living through that process. And then we also lived overseas for a couple of years when I was a child and I saw mum setting up a house from scratch twice in two different countries and was just fascinated by that process. And, and she always made sure that she incorporated elements of the cultures that we were living in as well. So I saw not just, you know, the Ikea of Tokyo and then the Ikea of Hong Kong. We, we really made an effort to make sure that each house had elements of the country that we were living in. And, and they're still pieces that are in our family home today that are really meaningful. And I think I've taken that with me into my career as well. Yeah, that's interesting. It's 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 interesting hearing people's stories and where their the that sort of spark came from. And I haven't heard yours before, so that's interesting. So, um, so what 
what aspect of all the things that you do do you love the most? So in terms of, you know, from, you know, mapping out the design, you know, what, what is it that's your happy place? I always say that the business of decorating and design is not about stuff. It's not about the things I put in the house. It's about feelings and sometimes they can be very overwhelming feelings for people um, and they get really caught up in, in the decision-making process and that, that can be difficult to manage, especially as an outsider looking in and seeing, you know, the vision for the project and then them being caught up in the tiny detail. Um, that's just another part of being a designer. But, yeah, for me it's working with the client and achieving the outcome that they've had because a lot of the time they've created a Pinterest board for years that they've added to on their dream house board that has always just been a dream. And then they finally get to a point in life where they can afford to go ahead with it. And bringing that to life for someone is actually really cool. It's, it's a privilege to be able to do that for somebody that they trust you with this vision that they may have had for decades. And then you're actually implementing it for them and making it happen and seeing it come together with them, which is really cool. Okay, so it's the actual articulating of someone's vision. Yeah, and actually making that happen. And then, of course, every designer loves the end process when you can walk into the beautiful space and see it all finished. But, yeah, it's, it's for me what I get out of it the most is when a client turns to me and says, thank you so much for bringing this vision to life. It's everything I ever wanted and more. That's what I strive to achieve every time I work with a new client. Awesome. And so have you ever been in a position where that um, vision didn't convert into reality, that it wasn't viable? If that's ever been the case, it's probably more come down to budget and it's just been that we haven't been able to execute the entire project. There are some clients that I've been working with for years and we're still chipping away at things just based on their budget and they've said this is our forever home so we're not going anywhere we don't need to have it finished within 12 months because we're going to sell it we're working on this because we will be raising our family here and then we'll stay once the children have, have left home so it's things that they'll just do over time yeah yeah it's really interesting because i've often found like particularly with a family home that when when i first make a decision about what i want to do with it and if I don't do it straight away, often by the time I get around to doing it, it's the plan has changed completely. So I think that that's, it's good to have people have, be working with someone who, um, you know, is able to convert what you're thinking into reality and often that will require some adjust, adjustments because more often than not, the things I change are things that probably wouldn't have worked. Yeah. 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 And so um, let, tell me about your renovating because that's really how our community really articulates their love for what they do. So why did you add renovating to your, you know, toolkit? Well, it's an inevitable part of decorating. There's always something. Uh, ask anyone, even someone that's just finished building a new home, there's always something they want to change. <laughs> And when, when you start going through that process with someone at the very beginning of the process, it's often they call me in to talk about changing the sofa or, or someone in the family has gone and purchased a new item 
um, might even just been upgrading the TV. And then it's had a huge knock on effect of, okay, well, actually we need to sand the floorboards. Oh, we should probably paint the walls while we do that since we're moving all the furniture out. Oh, well, actually the bathroom probably needs a bit of an update and maybe the kitchen could do with an update as well. And that happens a lot that I'll get called in for one thing that's quite small and then it ends up being a full renovation. So I just had that happening so often that I just thought, okay, well, I need to offer this as a proper service because there's so much of my time that's spent on a consultation with a client, giving them advice around colours and textures and, and changing things and then ending up being a full-scale renovation that we get builders involved in pretty quickly after that. That's amazing. And I think also it's good when you are having someone help you with design that they have an understanding of the process that's required to bring that to life. Yeah, and also having the contacts as well because a lot of people say to me, you know, we've wanted to build for a long time but we just have no idea who we need to have on board the project. They may have never renovated or built before in their life and so they've got no idea you know, where do you find a good plumber? Where do you find even a builder? How many quotes should you get from the builder? What does that process look like? What is the whole council situation? And it's if you don't know, it's really hard to find that information. There's not like a single place that you can go and find, you know, the builder for your area, your plumber, your electrician. So you need to have someone that's able to help guide you. And so in that process, do you actually design the the layout or do you bring in an architect to do that? It depends on the scale of the project. If it's, if it's just moving some things in an existing space and updating like cosmetic changes, then we won't do that. We'll just get the builder involved straight away. But if we're moving walls and, and, you know, obviously needing DA approvals, then yeah, we will get an architect or a drafts person involved. And yeah. Okay. So is there anything I should be asking you that I've not so far? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So, uh, yeah, the idea was just to really get a bit of a sense of who you are. So you live in Sydney, just a little bit of personal, you live in Sydney? I know you have a... Yes, i Sydney born and bred, but my parents have a property in the Hunter Valley, so I spend a lot of time up there. We've got three fluffy donkeys that need lots of love and attention up there, so I try and get up there once a month. Um, and that's that's also been another creative outlet for me because I go up there and there's a beautiful garden, there's a beautiful house. I do a lot of cooking, a lot of floristry work up there. Um, I also host a lot of parties up there for my friends as well because it's a nice place to go and escape from the city. Um, but travel is a big part of inspiration for me and I haven't been able to do that this year so much and I don't know when when that will happen. So it's been, it's been a weird adjustment trying to, trying to work in um, interiors where travel is a huge part of what inspires me with projects and not being able to do that. Um, you just got to go and look for inspiration in other places. Oh, look, I agree with you. Actually, we, um, we had just spent a month in Europe when the lockdown started and I thank God for that because seriously, we I'd been last week was crazy and I'd hardly been anywhere. So I was very grateful that I got that in. And we we like to go to Bali with our Wonder Women because I think Bali is so, such a rich source of inspiration. But of course, we had to cancel that too. So we haven't really, yeah, it's been really tragic. But there are lots of beautiful places in Australia to go, and the Hunter Valley, particularly for anyone in Sydney. Is, is a really great source of inspiration. So you've got, you're really fortunate to have that. 
I know. I'm very lucky to have that. We have had that since I was a child. So it's very nice to be able to escape somewhere when things are getting a little bit too hectic in the city. Yeah. So, so in terms of She Renovates Live, we're very excited to have you. And so for those listening, you will have some sense of Emma's accomplishments. And one of the questions Emma asked me when we started was, what are you doing about COVID? And just in case you're concerned about that, we have halved our numbers to in order to um, exercise uh, a reasonable amount of social distancing. And also we'll have all the, the kit there, like the masks and whatever, for those who, who would like that. And I have a history as an occupational health nurse, so I'm very conscious of looking after everyone's well-being. If by chance the, you have bought a ticket and the, um, the travel restric- restrictions preclude you from coming, then, of course, we are providing a full refund. I think in this environment we need to be very flexible, which we are. And Emma's just given me a great idea for facilitating some live streaming. So I'm really now going to look into that. And, yeah, so that's great. So thanks again, Emma, for making the time to talk this morning. And I'm really looking forward to your presentation on the 1st of November. I'm very excited for that. And thank you very much for having me today. You're very welcome. Take care. Thank you. Okay. I hope you enjoyed that. So if you um, are not already a member... I want to let you know that we have a free membership for podcast listeners called the Renault Library and in it you will access all the show notes and resources from every episode we have ever published. So we're getting quite close to the century so there's quite a lot of resources in there. So if you're not already a member please go over to our website, follow the link um, from this episode and join up to the renovation library. See you next week. This is the She Renovates podcast. To discover how to harness the power of renovating, check out theschoolofrenovating.com.